Hey, this is Steve with Life Worth Living. Today we'll be talking about setting purposeful faith goals. I'll be honest with you, goals in and of themselves can, themselves can be rather uninspiring at times. And that's because a lot of times the goals we set are for things that we don't even really want to do. But that's why it's so important for us to get our purpose straight before we set our goal. When a goal won't inspire us, the purpose behind the goal often will. But the other thing that can get us engaged with our goals is having faith in God to help us accomplish what we can't do on our own. When we humbly ask God to help us with our goals and we start seeing his miraculous power making things happen, we're going to get excited about our goals. So listen in so that you can begin to set purposeful faith goals. Last Sunday, we we were talking about purpose, purpose. I think the number one tactic, the enemy, who's the enemy? He's the devil, (laughs) Satan. The number one tactic the enemy has in our lives is stealing our purpose, is making us purposeless and falling into just the habits of what am I doing and how am I doing it? without remembering why I'm doing what I'm doing. Why am I doing what I'm doing? We need purpose in life. Why do people take their lives? Because they've lost the purpose. It was, it was just going through, there's no hope for tomorrow. There's no meaning for tomorrow. God wants to give you purpose in 2022. He wants to give you purpose. And we, we looked at the purpose that God has for you and God has for the church and it's to change lives that's the reason why we come together is first I want my life to be changed I'll be a little bit selfish I'll be a little bit open with you I want God to change my life but we want God to change other people's lives as well what is a changed life somebody who is sick and now is healed is a changed life Somebody who is depressed is now joyful. Somebody who's hopeless now has hope in their life. Someone who is in pain now lives pain-free. That's a changed life. But the biggest change in someone's life is someone who is in darkness, spiritual darkness, and now has the Lord Jesus Christ in their life, leading their life, being Lord and master of their life. That's a changed life. And that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to change your life, to change my life. To go from being an an addict to being free. (laughs) To being lonely to feeling accepted. Amen? And so we want to take the next logical step and today talk about setting purposeful faith goals. (laughs) If we get our purpose straight you can finally start setting goals like you never set before and accomplishing things you never accomplished before. Why? Because you have purpose behind the goal. Uh, A goal has limited motivating power, just limited motivating power. Think about it. How many New Year's resolutions have you set and not kept all the way even through January? There's a limited motivation there of those goals. But when you have purpose behind your goal, 
you will find yourself being highly motivated to accomplish that goal. And I want to give you an example. I gave it at the very end of service last Sunday, and it's this. How many times have I, and I'm talking to myself right now, how many times have I decided at the beginning of the year I'm going to be healthy? I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to uh, work out. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do what I need to do. Why? Because here's, here's the bad part of the goal. I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to be stronger. I, 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 me, 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 me. That's bad purpose. But if I say, which I'm doing this year, I want to be around for my family for many more years, being there for them, being there to take care of them, being there to as whatever they need, it motivates me to be healthy because now I have purpose behind my goal. You see, we need to get our purposes straight before we start setting goals because we will never follow through, rarely follow through on our goals. So get a purpose. Get a purpose. Understand why you're really doing it. And I want to remind you, our purpose comes from outside of us. We were made for God's glory. Our purpose is for God. Everything gets its purpose from God. When your purpose is for you and you alone, that's not a purpose. But when your purpose comes from outside of you and is for someone else outside of you, that's real purpose. And that's going to motivate you like never before. All right? And so we need purpose. It drives us. Now, I was thinking about this. Worldly performers, let's say singers, artists, uh, they... They, can you imagine getting up every night and performing for millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people and singing the same song every night as you're in concert and doing a tour? No wonder they have to take drugs to get excited about what they're doing. <laughs> Their purpose is, is lifeless. It's flatlined. But you know what? When you get God's purpose inside of you, it's going to charge you and keep you enthusiastic every day of your life. The purpose of God is better than any drug, any, any bit of alcohol you could ever drink or consume to get, to get drunk, obviously. It, God's purpose enthuses you and keeps you at a certain high that you could never keep yourself ever, or nor, nor could anyone else keep you. So, before I do anything, before I set any goal, I've got to ask myself, what is my purpose behind that goal? But let's say that we have our purpose straight, that we understand why we're going to do what we're going to do this year. Now it's time to start setting some goals. Not just any goals. We need to set some faith goals. That's another differentiating way of setting goals the world will set goals all day long organizations set goals but do they set faith goals you and i we need to set some faith goals this year all right and i want to tell you what a faith goal is a faith goal is a goal that's inspired by your faith it's an inspirational goal it's a goal that just comes out of you and up from you and it's kind of you, you just want to do it it gets you excited if you look at a goal and you're not excited about it you're not going to do it it's not going to happen there's got to be a level of excitement of inspiration behind your goal and let me tell you what god wants to inspire you to do things this year that you've never been able to do before 
to go beyond where you've been, higher, farther, broader than you've ever been before, God wants to give you a faith goal inspired by faith. It goes beyond your abilities and your resources. That's a faith goal. It's something that you can't do by yourself, and therefore, you need the power of God behind you, in front of you, in you, thrusting you beyond what you could ever accomplish by yourself. That's a faith goal, something that's inspired by faith, something that's beyond your resources and abilities and requires the power of God to get you to where you're going. In fact, anything, the Bible tells us that anything not done with faith or done outside of faith, just done by your own self, is sin. Can you believe that? Anything without faith is sin. It tells us that in Romans 14, 23, whatever is not from faith is sin. So really, we need to look around at all of our activities, everything that we do and say, did I do that because of faith inspired me or did I do that for my own strength, for my own self, to make my own self feel better about me? Because that's sin. God wants us to do everything through faith. So let me ask you this question, because some people would say goals are not a godly thing. God isn't into goals. He just leads me just one step at a time, and I don't need to set any goals in my life because that's not what God would have me do. And I would tell you that's not true at all. Goals are godly. In fact, you're going to get a text this week that reminds you it is from God for you to set some goals. Not just any goals, faith goals. But let's look at some examples of men and women who set goals because God told them to set goals. God is telling you to set some goals this year. And look at this first one, Noah, in Genesis 6, verses 13 through 15. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all the people on earth because it's so filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy them, both them and the earth. And then God set a goal for Noah. God set a goal for Noah. He said, go make yourself an ark, a boat, out of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Now, he began to give some details to Noah of how to accomplish his goal. Now, some things that I take away from this is first and foremost, if you set a goal, you need to figure out how you're going to get that goal done with God's help. I can't tell you how many times at work I've had people set goals and when I asked them how they were going to do it, they couldn't answer me. They couldn't answer me. What a foolish thing to do to set a goal and not figure out how you're going to accomplish it. How foolish it is for you not to go ahead and set some steps and say, okay, here's the five things that I need to do to get that goal done. And by the way, items three and five, I'm going to need God's power because I can't even do items three and five, but at least you know how it's going to get done. And Noah heard from God, set a goal, and God said, here is how you are going to do it. This takes some pen and paper. This takes some thought process. This takes some time for you to figure out how you're going to get your goals. So don't just set goals. 
figure out how you're going to do it and which areas you need God's power to come in. Here's the other thing. Noah did not build an ark overnight. It took him some time. And for you to reach your goals in 2022, it's going to probably take all of 2022. So don't get this mentality that, oh, I'm going to get this done overnight. If it is, it's not a faith goal. If you can get it done in a day, it's not even a faith goal. Faith goals take time, and it took Noah some time to get this ark built. So don't give up. I'm thinking of some things that I'm, I've already got going, and I'm thinking this is going to take some time. <laughs> this is not going to happen overnight. Faith goals take time. Here's the other thing. Noah was 600 years old when he finished the ark. Did you know that if you're 80 years old, 85, God still has goals for you in your life? I'll never forget, I, I worked at this, this accounting consulting firm way back when, it was, and, and the, 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 there were co-presidents at that time. It's kind of weird, but co-presidents of, of, this, of this firm that I worked for, international company, it was all over. But one of those guys retired, and I'll never forget reading about it. He retired, and he was interviewed. Hey, what are you going to do now? The guy was, I don't know, 62. He wasn't he wasn't old. He'd been very successful. And, and he said, they, the interviewer asked him, what are you going to do now? He says, I think I'm going to go play golf. And I read years later, the guy's life just went downhill really fast. Never did anything else. God has goals for you until the last breathing moment of your life. He has a purpose for you. Don't stop. Keep moving ahead. God has goals for you faith goals for you and here's the last thing Noah's goal was it saved his life your goals that God inspires for you will save your life and not only yours it'll save the lives of those around you so get a goal <laughs> Sam Walton the founder of Walmart <laughs> He was, he was asked to speak to, I don't know if it was the employees of Walmart or if it was a group of students who it was, but he got up on stage. He looked around. This is what I heard it happened. He looked at everybody and said, get a goal. And then he walked off the stage and that was a speech. <laughs> that would make an impression, right? Get a faith goal in your life for 2022 and with God's power, go make it happen. Go make it happen. Let's look at another man who had God give him a goal. In Genesis 13, 17, God told Abraham, he said, go walk throughout the length and breadth of this land, of the, of the promised land of Canaan, for I am giving it to you. He gave him a goal. He said, go walk. Can you imagine if God gave you, let's just say 500 acres in some place, and God said, you know what? I want you to just go walk that 500 acres and enjoy the fact that you own that land. Every square foot, just walk it. Take a couple of years and walk those 500. Uh, would you enjoy doing that? I don't know. I, I can speak for myself. I would enjoy doing that. Walking the possession that God has given me. God told Abraham, just go enjoy what I've given you. Go walk it every part of it and i'm telling you goals are enjoyable 
goals are enjoyable. They're not a task. They're not a burden. Sometimes they're a little bit hard, and I'm going to speak to that in just a second. But generally, if you set a goal, you should enjoy accomplishing that goal. You'll get frustrated at times. It'll be difficult at times. But generally, goals are fun. They're a lot more fun than languishing in hopelessness. <laughs> so get a goal and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Abraham did. I know he had to have enjoyed walking that land that God had promised to him and his descendants. But let me tell you another thing about goals, and I've already kind of alluded this. Goals can take a lifetime sometimes. Our lives are consumed with trying to reach a certain place, a, a, certain, uh, a certain accomplishment. Don't, don't give up just because it takes a while. Goals can take a lifetime. And let me tell you what, Abraham probably never realized this, but we realize it. Goals impact the future of other people. If you don't set your goals, people around you, those you love, your kids, your family, your friends, your neighbors, they'll be affected if you don't set and meet your goals. So get a goal. Get a faith goal because those that you care for are going to be walking in your wake. They're going to be behind you and you're, 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 you're basically cutting ground, cutting a path for them to move in. Don't give up. There was another person in the Bible who said, there was many people who set goals or had goals given to them by God. Exodus 3.10 with Moses. God's talking to Moses. He says, so now go. <laughs> God's been telling me to go. It's exciting when God tells you, go, go do it. Go to a different place. Go to a higher place. He said, go. I am sending you to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. What was the goal? To get two million people out of Egypt into the desert, through the desert, and into the promised land. What a goal. And again, he's 80 years old. <laughs> he was older, all right? God is calling you to great things. He is calling you to great things. Wake up from your status quo. And that's what God did to Moses. He woke him up from mediocrity. He woke him up from hiding out in the desert and said, I've got purpose for your life and it's greater than what you thought it was. I've told this story before. I was sitting in a business meeting, and um, <laughs> there were several folks in the room, and it was like the, the sound went down, and the focus went, in my mind, on this one business, very successful business guy here in town, and the Lord was whispering into my ear, I've got purpose for this guy, and it's way more than being the president of the company that he's a, that he's a president of. I want you to go tell him that I got a purpose for his life. So I was like, Oof. it's always nerve wracking. So I walked up to him. I already knew him. And I said, hey, can, can I take you to lunch one of these days? He said, absolutely. So I took him to lunch and I sat with him and I said, God's got, pur I didn't know if he was a Christian. <laughs> I said, man, God's got purpose for you beyond just being the president of the, the firm that you're president of. Well, he looked at me like I was weird, didn't have any idea what I was talking about. It was extremely awkward. We talked the rest of lunch about other things. But you know what? Three or four, maybe six months later, the guy calls me up and says, Steve, you don't believe what happened, man. I've been, 
I've been pouring myself into, into my people. I walk around at night after the lights are turned out and go pray over every office of the people, my employees that, that work for me. And he began to tell me of how he's nurturing and discipling his people, his key people. Amazing. God's got something greater for you than just the thing you've been doing right now. Goals wake us up from our spiritual status quo, from our mediocrity, from our compromising and says, go get it, buddy. Go get it, woman. You can do it. God's power. It wakes you up. Look at Moses. It changes the course of your life. You were going in this direction. God sets a goal for you, and now you're going in this direction. It changes the course of your life. Your goals let me tell you this, we'll always meet with opposition. Moses was met with opposition his whole life. I'll never forget, I was a complain. I'm a complainer. Are you guys complainers? All right, all of us? All right, I try not to be. I'm doing better. But I was raking some leaves on a non-windy day, on a calm day. Got them all neat. I was about to bag them up, and the wind came and just blew them to smithereens. I was so mad. I was so irritated, so frustrated. And as I was trying to capture all these leaves, you know, trying to get them into the bag, God whispered into my ear and said, Steve, you will always meet with opposition. Everything you do in life will have, will be opposed in some form or fashion. So get used to it. But don't let it stop you. Let the enjoyment of your pursuit of that goal push you past the opposition that you face look at Jesus Jesus had a goal <laughs> Jesus had a goal in Luke 13 verses 32 through 32 33 Jesus replies go tell that fox who's speaking of someone who was talking about him and, and opposing him he said I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow and on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside of Jerusalem. What was Jesus' goal? It really wasn't necessarily to heal, to cast out demons. His driving goal was to get to Calvary. His driving goal was to die on the cross. After he'd been beaten beyond anybody's ability to survive, he still carried that cross every step thinking, I've got to make it up to Golgotha. Have that cross put in. I've got to hang on the cross before I die. That was his goal. That was his goal. If Jesus had a goal, don't you think he wants you to have a goal? If Jesus had strong purpose, don't you think he wants you to have strong purpose in your life? Beyond just the physical, he wants you to have spiritual goals, personal goals, goals that no one will ever know if you accomplished it except for you. You will know if you reach those spiritual goals. Only you. Look at the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3, verses 12 through 14. He said, 
Not that I've already obtained all of this, reached my goals, or have already arrived at my goal. He said, but I press on to take hold of that for which Jesus Christ took hold of me. And let me tell you what, so often that is the goal. God's grip of grace reaches down, catches hold of our wrist, and we leave our hand just flailing there, letting God hold us. God wants you to take hold of that which has taken hold of you. That should be your goal. If God gives you grace, you need to receive grace. If God gives you mercy, you need to receive mercy. If God gives you forgiveness, you need to forgive yourself. All right? Take hold of that which has taken hold of you. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it yet. The Apostle Paul was saying that. Well, how much less me then? All right? But one thing I do, I forget what is behind me and strain, straining towards what is ahead. And God is, keeps telling me that. I, I keep getting this word, and, and this isn't my word for today. You'll know what I'm talking about here in just a second. But he keeps telling me, go, Steve. Go. Go. Go, go in the direction I'm telling you. Just go. You may not know where you're going. Abraham didn't know where he's going. Moses didn't, he didn't know how the Israelites were going to be pulled out. Noah couldn't even fathom what this ark would look like, but they went. They started. They got going. They took the first step. Peter would have never walked on water had he not stepped out of the boat. Sometimes I've found, personally, you get shoved out of the boat. <laughs> Don't try to climb back in. Just get out and go. God is calling you to go. I press on towards the goal to win the prize to which God has called me heaven, heavenward in Christ Jesus. The apostle Paul set goals. You and I, we need to set purposeful faith goals. So, so let's talk about that. We've talked about what a faith goal is. Now let's talk about what a purposeful faith goal is. A, a goal might be in this church, for instance. This church might be, you know what? By the end of 2022, we want to see 20 more people in this church. <laughs> you might say, Steve, that's a pretty low bar. But hey, it's a goal, right? <laughs> I want to see 20 more people in this church. Well, guess what that's about? That's about you and me. Hey, our church got 20 people bigger. That's not a faith goal. That's about a me goal. That's about an us goal. A purposeful goal would say, I want to see 20 people's lives changed in 2022. You see the difference? Now it's not about numbers. No, it's I want to see changed lives. We put a deadline on it by the end of the year, and you can measure it. And the goals have to be measured. They have to be measurable. I want to see 20 people's lives changed in 2022. What if we set up here a plexiglass box and put some cards up there and every time we know of a life that was changed, either healed, transformed, saved, an addict, stop being an addict, whatever, we came up and we wrote on that card and we dropped it in there and then once a month, we pull those stack of cards out and we read them publicly here on Sunday morning and said, look, five people's lives were changed this month. Wouldn't that inspire us? It sure would. 
we'd start praying different. I know I'm praying different. I'm saying, God, I want to see people's lives change through life worth living. I don't care if we're talking to somebody in South Dakota and their lives get changed there. That's fine. Wherever it may be, we just want changed lives. And if a couple of, of them end up here in this church, so be it. I'll be thrilled. But we want changed lives. Praise God. That's a purposeful goal. But what about a purposeful faith goal? We go from 20 to say, I want to see 200 people's lives changed in 2022. I heard a number on Wednesday night. I want to see a thousand people's lives changed in 2022. A purposeful faith goal. What do you want for your life? What goal do you need to set for your life that is purposeful, that's faith inspired, and that you could write down and say, this is what I want to see happen in 2022. Well, let's do that. Let's do that today. Let's, let's get a word for our goal today before we walk out those doors. Are you ready? You ready? We've got some cards and don't come up yet. We've got some post-its up here, some pens, and I'd like you to write down a word for your goal. It can be a couple of words, but not a sentence, not a statement a word that pulls at your heartstrings, that gets your blood pumping a little bit, that says, I want a change in 2022 for me personally or for my family. There's this guy named John Gordon, made a huge impression on me. He's now kind of a motivational speaker, but he, he grew up in a family where his stepdad was just negative, negative, always putting John down never had a good word for him, never was encouraging. And, and John grew up in this kind of toxic environment. Well, at some point, John must have gotten to know Jesus because he'd walk and pray. And I can identify with that because that's what I like to do. He'd walk and pray. And, and he started realizing, I'm just a negative person. I mean, I have negative just thoughts all the time. And he said, you know what? I, I, I want to I change. <laughs> I want to change. And um, he... In, in about, over the course of 20 or 40 minutes, I don't know, God inspired him to write a book. And it became a best-selling book after he tried to publish it with 15 or 20 different publishers. See the opposition there? You set a goal and the opposition comes in. He finally got it published. It's called The Energy Bus. And The Energy Bus took off. It's a bestseller. And it's, it's kind of one of these parable-type books that you see a lot of times uh, written nowadays. But but John came and spoke to the company that I used to work for. And I'll never forget it, man. He got up. At the end of his talk, he said, I want you guys to get a word for this year. And he had us all do what we're going to do today. He had us all get a card. We wrote our word for that year. And we, we were in a hotel conference room, so they had kind of a, a, a board back there. And we all put our words up there. And you know what? That word stuck with me that whole year. And I heard people from the company that I worked for talking about their word all year long because it, it meant something to them. And so I want us to get a word for this year. My words last year were trust and be fearless. I got it at the beginning of the year not knowing how that would carry me through the whole kind of difficult time that I went through last year. 
trust and be fearless. Every time I'd start getting afraid, I'd remember, no, my word is fearless. <laughs> my word is fearless. It meant so much to me. And this, this year, uh, God has put a word on my heart, power. God is going to give us the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome in life, to be victorious, to win this year. Power. And so I want to put up some, some questions here that'll help you. A lot of people say, well, I, I, haven't heard give me, I haven't heard God give me a word. Well, you may not hear it that way. It might come through some common sense today. <laughs> and so you might get it just through thinking about these questions. What is God working on in your life right now? Think about it. You need a little bit more faith. Maybe faith is your word. Maybe you're, you're, hard, you have, you're hard pressed to trust God. And maybe your word is trust because God is working on your life to trust. Or maybe it's grace. You're always trying to earn God's favor. And, and you realize, you know what? His grace is all I need. So I'm going to write grace is my word this year. I don't know. What is God working on your life? Maybe you're suffering physically and you would like to be pain-free and maybe your word is pain-free. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe you're struggling in a relationship and you're at odds with somebody and your word is reconciled. I don't know. What is your word? Let's look at another question that might trigger something here. What do you want from God this year? And let that be your word. You want something from God this year. Maybe it's provision. Maybe it's peace. Maybe you're sick and tired of being a worry wart. And you want to say, I want to be full of peace this year. What, is, what do you want from God? What are, you, what are you struggling with that you want victory over? A lot of these questions kind of are the same question, just worded differently. But maybe they'll trigger what your word is for this year that will show that will remind you of what your goal is what do you want to accomplish or who do you want to be inspired to be who do you want to be this year and you write that word down but i'm going to give you several just a a mouthful of words and see if any of them resonate with you uh, but you, let it be your word. These are just ideas to help us free up our brains and think of as many words as we can. If you'll throw these up, there's love. Maybe you want to be more gentle this year. Maybe you want to be warmer this year with people instead of what you've been in the past. Maybe you want to be more caring. Maybe you want to be God confident this year. And those are your words. What if what if it's to believe or maybe you're always trying to get and you just need to learn to just receive from God? Maybe you need power. Maybe you want to be more poised this year. Maybe you want to be one who asks more of God this year. Hopeful, expectant, intentional, purposeful, selfless, focused, self-controlled, watching. Maybe you want to be patient or to be more waiting on the Lord or to listen, be quiet before the Lord, trusting, resting, relaxed, knowing God, flexible. Maybe you're a person, you've always got to have everything, all your ducks in a row, and God says, you just need to be more flexible. And maybe that's your word. Or to know God, to forgive, to repent, to give, to stop. I know I've had that word in my, in my life before. 
just stop what you're doing. Go, obey, surrender, give. Not condemned, guiltless, free, grace, mercy, forgiven, no works. Grow. 